All right. <coughs> well, well. Hello. Yo, yo, what's going on? It's your boy, you know, the one and only diabetic bloke. Welcome back, guys. This is uh, the His vs. Hers podcast, but today, it's only him. Uh, it's just me today. Um, I'm not sure in uh, which of... That doesn't make sense. I don't know in what chronological order this is going to go in. But so basically what's happening um, is I am going to sit here and I've got a couple of notes in front of me just to help me keep on track. Um, and I'm going to talk to you guys today. And the reason I'm doing it by myself, I'll get to that in a minute. But what I'm doing is I'm talking to you guys today about uh, my life. Um, and Nat has, I don't know if she already has, I know she's started, don't know if she's finished it yet, um, done the same thing, um, with the intentions of, um, you know, kind of just putting it out there and, and, you know, I don't even know, just giving you guys something to think about, um, because I can guarantee you, and if you listen to this whole thing, you will definitely understand that, um, me and Nat have been through a substantial amount of things and most of it was definitely not easy um but you know what at the end of the day we're still sitting here right now and look at look at what we're doing so um that's i guess that's kind of the whole point of this then is um to shine a bit of light on that talk you guys through how all the troubles we went through and how we came out of it um and yeah so Let's get right into it. <clears throat> so, I'm going to start, um, it, it, this part shouldn't take long. My first note here is my life before Nat. Now, there is not a massive amount I can really say. Because I met Nat when mm, I was 16. 16, so, you know, how much really happens in a 16 in 16 years of life for most people not a lot um and i was one of those people so um just had a normal life nothing special you know just your average joe happy family you know got two sisters that was hell you don't understand what that's like unless you do um so yeah before i met nat i'd never you know um i feel like we're gonna pause again. This this is gonna again massively evolve around mental health, um, because that seems to be the topic of our, you know, what we're doing here, um, which is a pretty important thing. So most of what I'm about to say is probably always gonna end up wrapping back around to um, my mental state at the time, you know, and whatever, blah 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 blah. But chances are it's gonna end up coming back to mental health. So back on track. I, you know, my anxiety is a pretty big thing in my family. My mum has it. My sister has it pretty bad. Um, obviously, over the years, everybody has their own coping mechanisms and stuff. I don't know if I said that word right. <clears throat> Anyways, so yeah, my life before now um, wasn't really heaps special. It didn't really do a lot. Um, yeah, pretty much it, to be honest. Um, I only had one girlfriend before Nat, and, um, well, obviously that didn't work out. So, yeah, so good start of the podcast, I guess. 
pretty exciting. Um, moving on then. My next one is the start of our relationship. Now, like I said, I have uh, anxiety. Um, and our relationship started because my best friend at the time was dating Nat's best friend at the time. And when you're 16 and your best friend has a girlfriend, you know, it's like it's like the, the boys group and then the girls group. And they're always, you know, the people in that group end up together. And it's like just the awesome foursome, greatest thing ever because you're all best friends and um, you're always just together. It just makes everything so much more enjoyable because you're just constantly surrounded by people you know, your best friend, your girlfriend, all that stuff. So that's how we started. Um, and I met Nat. This is actually real, a real interesting one. The night that I met Nat, I was invited to a party with my best friend, like I just said. Um, and I did not want to go because the school I went to at the time, I didn't really have a lot of friends there. Um, it was high school. So I was going to say I was picked on a bit, but I'm pretty sure everybody was. Um and his friends that were going, I wasn't really friends with. So I was like, nah, nah, like I'm good. Don't really want to go. I don't like the people you're going with. So I'm chill, like not going. Went on for days and days and days. And eventually he convinced me to come because he goes, um, I'm not going to use names. But he said, my girlfriend, um, her friends are coming and they're single. So maybe, you know, we can try and sort something out for you. And I was, you know, 16 year old, young, horny teenager. Um, and I knew what. Um, obviously Nat looked like and her friends so I was like ah, a big sigh you know what I guess so I might just attend so I did um, and this is kind of where it gets interesting because we talked about it you know as bros you try and you know you talk about that stuff you talk about who you're going to try and kiss and who you're going to try and get with and who you're going to talk to because that's like the thing you've got to try and plan it out before you go Obviously, now I'm 20, that never happens at all. And I don't know if it still does in anybody else's lives, but not for me. Um, so, basically, what my uh, my mate told me was, so there was Nat's friend, there was a group of four. Um, and obviously, my mate was girlfriends with one of them. And then there was Nat and two other girls. I said to him, I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of really like Nat. Like, I've sp- I think I've spoken to her once before. She's really pretty. Like, I really like her. And he straight up, straight up just goes, nah, man, she's too hot for you. Like, don't even try. She's too good for you. And I was like, oh, all right, awesome. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Um, and he goes, ah, don't worry about it, man. We'll get you with this other chick. We'll get you with her. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. I guess so. So then we started getting ready for the party and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we get to the party, um, and we all started drinking, as you do when you're underage and, you know, teenagers at a party. Um, and straight off the bat, we li- I'm probably not even there for half an hour. We were at the back, back playing beer pong, and uh, his missus and their little group walked out the back. And instantaneously, me and Nat just locked eyes. Locked eyes. Just, like... You know when they say, like, the world stops spinning for a couple of seconds when you, like, in the fireworks thing? It literally happened. Like, it went silent. There was probably 30 other people there, but it was it just felt dead silent. Just us, 
We both froze for not even five seconds, maybe just under, stared at each other, made no facial reaction whatsoever, showed zero emotion, and then just continued on with what we were doing. Little did we know that that initial four-second gaze was going to change lives. You know, who would have picked it? Who would have guessed that? Not me, let me tell you, all right? Anyways, so I ended up getting extremely intoxicated and Nat didn't drink that night. So I was chasing this other chick around all night, trying to be nice and that uh, my mate was trying to get me to get with. Um, And she was just blind, like oblivious to A, what I was trying to do and B, she was immensely intoxicated. So I kind of gave up. Um, And the only two things I actually remember about that party, not because I was drunk, because it was so long ago, was me and Nat making eye contact and then probably an hour before we left, I had a drunk conversation with Nat on a bathtub while she was in slippers and track pants. And she still says to this day that I didn't fall in love with her where she was all glammed up with a like tight skirt, you know, crop top. I fell in love with her when she was sitting there in her Ugg boots and track pants. So it's meant to be type of thing. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, that's not quite the start of our relationship, but that's where it began. Sorry for the voice crack. That's where it began. Now, from then, we kind of, I'm just going to pick this up pretty quick, caught up a few times, didn't really, you know, I made it pretty clear to my friend that I was extremely keen on her, um, and but I don't know... I didn't know at the time if she was keen on me, obviously. Um, but so we kept catching up, catching up, and all four of us, like a little awesome forces, so my mate and his missus and the men now, we kept catching up. Um, and it, it became a thing, like it was just our little group. So like I said, we kept catching up and catching up and so on and so on and so on. And eventually, um, you know, me and Nat had started seeing each other outside of, you know, outside of the group. <clears throat> Now, this, you might think I'm dragging this along, but I'm trying to paint a bit of a picture here that, like, this is like the honeymoon effect, right, of everything. Like, no, nothing is ever shit. Like, you, you have, like, I'm not going to say we had fights, but things will go wrong at the start of your relationship and you just don't even bat an eyelid. You don't even think twice about it just because you're so head over heels. So this is what me and Nat were for a long time. Um, and then my clever ass, I think we were seeing each other for about three months. And then I had decided that I was going to ask her to be my girlfriend on New Year's Eve. Boys out there, don't do that. Do not do it on New Year's Eve. It'll create problems. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah, I asked her out on New Year's and she said yes. And I gave her a $200 watch right then and there because, you know, I was trying to impress, you know, this hell hot chick. You know, I was trying to impress her. You know, like the boys, you know, you know, you know, you know know what I mean? Surely you have to know. You finally got a girlfriend, you know, you want to take care of her, get her nice things. So I did. Um, and then honestly, it was probably seven months that we went strong, um, like real strong. Um, I feel like the biggest thing 
that kind of put us on murky waters <clears throat> was that my friend, so my best friend at the time, um, had broken up with Nat's best friend. So that obviously made things hard. Um, and then because obviously he wanted to see me all the time because we were best mates and then she wanted to see her friend all the time, but we still wanted to see each other. Just made everything a little bit harder for us. <clears throat> but, you know, still mental health side. We were still pretty well in that honeymoon stage. Like, happy days. You, you don't even have a negative thought go through your brain whatsoever. Um, and, yeah, so that pretty much sums up to the point of where this conversation gets interesting about me and Nat's life. And so my next dot point here is when things got bad. Oh, God. This is a bloody trip down memory lane, this is. She told me this is hard, and it really is. It's like, it's it's literally like bringing up and putting out on the table some of the worst shit that's happened to you in your life and then speaking it into a microphone. That's kind of what it's like right now. But you know what? I'm doing it, hopefully, for you guys' benefit. Um, and you know what, at the end of the day, it probably is good for me. Anyways, I'm rambling. So when things got bad, I cannot pinpoint an exact time at when things got bad. I'm going to say, so what? I might say after the first year we were together, the first year we were together was good. Um, in that year, my mate broke up with his girlfriend and all that stuff. So we kind of came a little bit difficult. Nat was still at school. I think I dropped out at that point because I was real smart. I'm not going to say staying school kids because school's not for everyone. So ask your parents. But where things got bad, I don't even know how to say it. I can't, honestly, I, I can't even pinpoint why. So I'm going to try and explain this. Um, in an extremely detailed way, but I, like I'm going to say it now that I don't, I'm going to say, oh, see, like I'm stuttering because I don't even know how to say what I'm trying to say. What I'm about to say might come across very quickly as me just blaming Nat for everything that I went through. And that is not what I'm doing. That is not what I'm trying to do. Um, and I just want to make that clear before I get into it because you know this was an extremely difficult time for us we've both gone through stuff <clears throat> and I know for a fact that like regardless of how I say it some things are going to crum- come across as me just straight blaming Nat for the way I was um, so yeah let's let's uh, let's get into it so um, I'll start. can't really remember when it first started um but so nat went through so this is where the mental health part kind of comes in nat kind of went into this stage of um really struggling with her friends and it was you know obviously around that one year mark where um her best friend had broken up with mine so her best friend was like no you don't need a boyfriend you know back to the girls type of stuff so she, obviously she had that 
to deal with and you know high school just sucks shit in general so she always had that on top of her as well um because she was trying to do and she did do very well in high school so she was you know it's stressful it's not easy plus her friends weren't real nice to her at the time and i think this is like year 11 and 12 um so she was under a lot of pressure under a lot of stress um and i'm pretty sure she'll be honest with it and say that when she does her side is um most of the time she took her stress and anger out on me um because i was i was always there um i'm gonna say this and if she doesn't like it i'm gonna edit it out but um around the same time all that happened she started to have some issues with her mum in the sense of uh, Nat was growing up very quick and she was kind of just over, kind of over, you know, the rule of this is my house, my rules type of thing. She wanted to live her own life. She wanted to get out. She was trying to, you know, have her own responsibilities and her mum was kind of like, no, you're still young, you're still a teenager, blah, blah, blah. She'll explain that on her side. Um, anyways, so... Crikey, this is hard. Um, so yeah, she was pretty much copying, not hate, but um, her life was pretty difficult in every single aspect. School was difficult, friends was difficult, home was difficult. Um, and you know, any normal person would struggle in that environment. So she very very quickly started to crumble um i'm sorry if you can hear me breathing in the mic we haven't got pop filters yet we're uh, working on that um but yeah so she crumbled very very quickly and fell into a very very dark depression um and this is where our relationship completely and utterly crashed so like I said before, I don't want this to come across as me blaming Nat. <clears throat> but up until Nat, I never even really had to think. So now that she was going through all this stuff and I was kind of like the only person there for her, I myself was struggling with the situation because um, obviously it's not nice to watch somebody be in hysterical tears coming home from school and then having to deal with their mum, not understanding why, and kind of getting upset and angry about it. <clears throat> so, and then me being the only one that kind of understood what was going on, obviously I copped it a bit. And because I was so young at the time, I didn't understand why, so it was harder, obviously, for me to go through that as well. Um, so this is, yeah, this is the point where it really crumbled. Um, because Nat continuously got worse and worse and worse because her friend group got worse. School was getting harder. Um, I was crumbling as well. So, you know, being her support system, I wasn't really supporting her anymore. Um, and she kind of crumbled. And like I said, my life was pretty simple before that. So I got to a point myself where I completely and utterly crumbled to absolute nothing um, due to the stress and all the stuff that Nat was going through. Like I said, she did take it out on me a bit. 
I'm not trying to play victim here. Um, and I myself ended up in a pretty dark depression um, due to not coping with what was happening. So I became, so this is, I'm going to try and explain the way I felt. It was a while ago, but I'll do my best. <clears throat> I basically became numb. Now, when I say numb, I mean emotionally numb. So I wasn't at school at the time. Nat still was. We pretty much every single time we caught up had a fight, argued about something, um, and it just made us both worse, both worse. Um, and then obviously when I left, she had to deal with her mum, you know, and all the stuff built up on her. So then I'd go home and I, like I said, I got to a point where I was essentially like numb. I f didn't really feel like a joy um, anymore when I was seeing her. Um, I wasn't sad when I left. I wasn't sad anymore. Um, when I got home, I didn't really think about it at all. I like I was emotionally numb. And I'd spoken to my mum a few times about it and was like, um, like, what what do you do as a parent when your 16, 17-year-old son or daughter is going through what they are? Um, the first thing my, obviously, everyone thought of was, you guys need to break up. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everybody's answer to that was, you guys need to break up. Um, but obviously we didn't. We're still here. Well, I mean, if you ask Nat, we've probably broken up like... Phew, probably eight or nine times. Probably more than... Actually, no, definitely more than that. Definitely more than that. You know, you throw the words around a lot. Oh, I'm so done with you. I don't want to be with you anymore. Uh, and then a couple of hours later, you're like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. We're still together, aren't we? <coughs> um... This is me naturally trying to make a laughter out of avoiding a very difficult situation. This is how I live my life. Um, and that is probably the next point I'm going to get to is I am extremely horrible with emotions and I am the way I am today in a positive attitude, basically like I live my life on cloud nine. Like, I genuinely wake up most days, I say most days, um, with the utmost positive, exciting attitude, trying to make the best out of absolutely every single thing I'm doing because I have been in such a shit, down, broken, nothing state before that at the time, you know, you don't think you can get out of. Um, so that was a bit of a jump there, but, you know, kind of just felt like I needed to say it. I do apologize for anyone listening to this. Uh, I am rambling. I can't help it. My emotions are flowing. So I, uh, I hope you uh, have some patience with me. Anyways, back on track. So me and Nat had those problems I just spoke about. I don't know. Honestly, it was probably a year. We went on and off through that. So we, we kind of, Nat kind of got a bit better. I kind of started to get, get a grip back on things. And then something would happen and she would crumble again. And then 
I would crumble. And it got to a point where I was just so emotionally unstable because I, I couldn't A, help the situation. I didn't know what to do because, you know, I had never had to do any, deal with anything emotional before. So I did not know what Nat was going through. Um, I didn't understand why she was so upset. I didn't understand why she was taking it out of me. And I just felt like, I, I'm, I honestly, I kind of felt trapped because I didn't want to leave her because obviously I still loved her. But I definitely didn't want to be with her um, because of the way we both were. Now, there's no real like, there's no real explanation as to how we came out of that. Like, the best way we could explain it is we both just went through like a very, I guess, like hormonal, emotional teenage stage at the exact same time, which just was extremely inconvenient for both of us. <clears throat> and we eventually um, kind of, we almost kind of gave each other a bit of space in the sense of we did, we kind of stopped seeing each other as often. Like we were seeing each other every day, even when we were at our worst. We kind of slowed that down. Um, like her mum kind of backed off a little bit. <clears throat> and everything kind of just slowed down. It didn't quite get better, but it slowed down so she could get a bit of a grip on what was happening. So the best way to explain it is we kind of just grew out of that as we got older. <clears throat> um, I'm going to tick my points off. Tick, 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 tick. This is where we're up to, how we got past them. Um, we didn't really. Um, I am, like I said, can't deal with emotion. I don't necessarily bottle everything up. I just block it out. If it's not happy or upbeat or positive, my I can't, I don't know how to process or react. And nine times out of ten, I just... Uh, again, I kind of become like numb and I'm just like, I can't talk because my, my, essentially my brain just kind of stops that. I feel like that's a good way to help you understand is my brain just stops. Like it stops ticking, stops thinking. And I don't know how to process what's happening. Um, and usually I end up resorting to like trying to make people laugh or, um, jokes and stuff like that. Cause that's my, like, that's my like it's palm of my hand, like that's where I like live my life in that, in that just positive, um, I don't even know, positive cup, we'll call it a cup, I just live my life soaking in positivity and enjoyment, and then when I get out of that cup, shambles, so sometimes that can benefit you in life, and sometimes it cannot because um, some people are not like me and have to deal with their emotions. Um, so, where are we up to? How we got past them kind of just, like I said, we kind of just grew up. Um, Nat started seeing a counsellor. I started seeing a counsellor um, separately, obviously. And we... Like, mine, I can tell you straight up, mine did not help whatsoever. Um, I was explaining to him what my relationship with Nat was like. And, like, for example, I was like, um, 
I don't get angry. I just get upset when she yells. <coughs> um, because I don't know what to do. I don't know why she's angry, and I get a- and then I start to get a bit angry. And then obviously I explain him a situation and he would turn around and go, no, it's got nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with her whatsoever. It's all in your head. Imagine sitting there, you know, pretty much at rock bottom trying to get help and that's what they tell you. <clears throat> I actually spoke to this about Nat, the other, spoke to Nat about this the other day that my, the most mental growth I've ever had was when I did it myself. Um, I changed the way I thought, like I said, this positive outlook on life. I changed every every single thought that went through my head, every single reaction, every single, you know, ticking moment I'm awake. I changed it completely. Um, and that is basically how I got to where I am today. <clears throat> now try and get back on track again um like i said me and nat didn't really get past it um and due to that we kind of just like i said grew out of it um so after all that we still had decided to be together um now for me personally um even like my both my parents were telling me no you need to break up like this is not healthy for either of you you need to break up you shouldn't be together like you're 16 17 years old you should not be having these problems um you should not be feeling this way at your age um you know life should be pretty easy at 16 and for us it wasn't <coughs> but for me personally i always sorry for the peas i saw a spike on the thing um, for me, I'm going to face the other way, personally. Um, what was I going to say now? I've forgotten because I was too focused on the peas. Ah, for me personally, um, every single time me and Nat had an argument, a fight, beef, whatever it was, in that exact moment, you know, obviously your emotions, your adrenaline kicks in. I was like, no, nah, fuck this shit. I'm done. Can't do it. I can't cope with you anymore. I can't do this. I'm done. I'm leaving. And no shit, no word of a lie. I'd give it maybe two hours. Once, you know, everything calms down, the adrenaline's gone, you can actually think again. I was going, nah, I'm not done. I don't want to leave her. I just want to get past this. Like, I don't want to have to be like this anymore. Um, and, you know, that's like, that's some pretty true love. If you can... Um, cop the kind of shit that I did in, in the nicest way possible. Again, not trying to blame that, but cop the shit I did. Um, have to deal with the problems that I did at the time and still stay in love with someone. That's that's some pretty real love. And that's why we're still together today. Um, but yeah, so why we stayed together is that was my actually my next point on my book. So that's good timing. We stayed together because, I like I said, every time I got angry, I was like, nah, I'm done, I'm leaving. Um, but within hours, within hours, I was like, nah, I need to go and see her. We need to talk about this. Like I need to be calm and not fight anymore. Um, I obviously I didn't know how to do that at the time cause I was still young, but that was the way I thought. I was like, no, I'm not going to break up. We're not going to break up. I don't want to leave her. Um, and I hope she doesn't want to leave me over this. 
but obviously we didn't so yeah happy days that kind of just cut off didn't it <clears throat> um but yeah so that it, it's pretty much as simple as that for me um we went through hell like I, I, I can't even sit here and, you know, go into any more detail. Because, like, I, I don't even know. Like, again, with the emotional stuff, I can't sit here and talk about it. Because it's... I just can't do it. Like, it's not me. Um, so, I'm not going <clears> to. <throat> and that's obviously why I didn't. Tried to, I tried to give you as much uh, input into what happened between us as possible. Um... But now this is the bit where, for, you know, it comes around and I'm trying to, you know, not just sit here and tell you a life story and leave you with nothing. Um, we stayed together because even though we had been through so much shit and life was so fucking hard, like literally so fucking hard, we had always talked about the goals we wanted together and it was like, it was like we were literally meant to be together. We wanted the same things. Um, we wanted to go down the same roads. We were literally two peas in a pod, but we were just two bashing peas in a pod. Like, we just we just fucked each other up for a long time. Um, but like I said, I'm going to try and turn this around and try and give you something out of this. You know, if you genuinely feel like, like I did about now, if you genuinely feel that connected to something that you're willing to go through fucking hell and back, over and over and over and over again for a long period of time, um, then you should seriously consider it. Um, I always, always told myself this thing. So like, we talk a lot about manifestation now. At the time, I didn't know what that was. But I always told myself, we're going to get past this and we're going to do some amazing fucking things. Um, we are going to be... We, like Obviously, I didn't know I was going to be in the position I'm in now didn't really think about it in that sense but I wanted to be something big um I didn't want to be a no one in this world I wanted to be a big person in this world and I knew that Nat kind of did as well um obviously in different ways that doesn't really matter um but yeah so we we were kind of made for each other um and I thought back to how we even met like the odds of me actually even going to the party that I did, the odds of the chick that I went to go meet didn't actually give a fuck about me and in the end that I ended up talking to Nat anyway. Like, just little shit like that. You just can't be like, especially like the thought process I have now about manifestation and shit. It's too, it's like it's too good to be true. It's too, too many little things all sticking out at once, you know, to be like, nah, let's just fuck it off. Let's give up. So, yeah, um, like I was saying, if you, how about I say this? this, I thought about this the other day as well, this is how I'm going to say it, I thought, and it, you know, I hope this relates to our relationship, but if you, if somebody came up to you um, and said, and said, so, you will have everything you've ever wanted 
or you will have the opportunity to work for. Like I'm going to say, you're not getting it handed to you. You still have to bust your balls for it. But you will get the opportunity to, like I said, work your fucking ass off and make something of your life that you want to do, that you're genuinely passionate about. You will get that opportunity, but you have to go through emotional, physical mental hell for a year for 20 hours a day would you take that opportunity would you say i can go through hell i am willing to go through hell for the happiness at the end because I was, and I did, and I, we both went through some f- literally fucking hell, but we got that opportunity and happiness at the end, and that's where we are now, so like I'm going to say, I'm going to say it again, do not give up when it's hard, I mean in your relationship, I mean in your life, I mean in your job, I mean in whatever the fuck you are doing, do not let your emotions take over and allow you to give up an opportunity. For example, you're playing footy. You don't even know, but you're actually on the cusp of, you know, making it to the top leagues. And you have a massive fight with the coach. Your emotions kick in, adrenaline kicks in, bang, you're done, you quit, you leave. Never play footy again in your life. That's pretty fucked up. But if in the same situation you had taken the time step back, calm down, taking some deep breaths and actually thought about what was going on and what you would potentially lose, you may have made a different decision. And that's what I did. I did that every single time. It was extremely hard. And sometimes it even felt like the wrong decision to not leave Nat and to continue going through the hell that we did. But like I said, there is that you know light at the end of the tunnel You might get beaten up in the tunnel. You might get jumped. You might get robbed. You might have your hand cut off. But you're damn fucking right that if you don't stop and turn around and you keep going forward and you keep walking, you're bleeding everywhere. You you literally lost your fucking hand. And you walk out the other side of that tunnel, guarantee you, you you won't regret it. I hope that makes sense. And that's kind of where we're at now. My last dot point is how it has made us now. I kind of briefly touched on uh, how the whole situation had effect on my mental state now. I genuinely choose to be positive. I choose to be happy because I know what it feels like to not be happy. And for me, it is as simple as that. I have been depressed. I have thought about, is my life worth living? I never wanted to die, but I just did definitely not want to live at one point. Um, but again, I stepped back, I did my best to think through the situation and obviously I didn't give up and I didn't go the direction that I was feeling in that exact moment. So that was an extremely long one. Um, I hope, I really do hope you guys got something out of this. Um, whether it makes you feel something 
inside, whether you just sat there and laughed the whole time. I hope that me trying to explain to you the best of myself that I can um, and how nothing's perfect in life. And I'm sure there's people out there that are listening to this that have been through something similar to I have, if not worse, um, and can relate. And I hope you can because this is for you and this is for the people that don't know yet, but this is, you know, could happen in your life. And I hope you don't make a rational decision based on the emotions that you're going through in the exact moment. Because one day you might regret it. And I almost did many times. But, like I said, me and Nat, we got the light at the end of the tunnel. And fuck me dead, is it bright. It is bright. And I am loving it. I am loving it. So, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope. I'm just going to repeat myself again. I hope this uh, hope this made you guys feel something. If not, I hope it made you think. Just, just think about what you have in your life at the moment. And just cherish what you have. Whether, like, it's fucking hell right now. If, whether it's hell or not. Try to just keep cool, calm, collected. Just try the best you can. And just try to stay as positive as possible. Because the world needs a fuck ton more positivity. And uh, you listening to this, you could be that. Um, Thank you very much for listening. I hope I didn't confuse you guys too much. And I hope, like I said again, this is the third or fourth time now. I hope you guys get something out of this. Because it's not easy to do. Really not easy to do to just sit here and talk about uh, some of the worst times in your life. But I did it. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's important. So thank you very much for listening. Peace out guys. See you in the next one. I won't actually see you, but I'll talk to you in the next one. God, I'm mentally drained. Anyways, much love guys. Peace out.